Well, good morning. Welcome to Journey Church this morning. Those online, we welcome you this morning. Starting to see a little light at the end of the tunnel this morning. Amen. <laughs> All right, let's stand this morning. We're going to worship God. Christ is enough. Christ is my reward. Christ is my reward. All of my devotion. Now there's nothing in this world to ever satisfy. Through every trial, my soul will sing. No turning back, been set free. Christ is enough. Christ is enough for me. Christ is enough for me. Everything I need is in you. Everything I need. Christ my all, Christ my all in all, my joy and my salvation, and his hope will never fail, heaven is our home, through, through every storm, my soul will sing, no is here to God be the glory Christ Christ is enough for me Christ is enough for me everything I need is in you everything I Christ is enough yeah is enough for me. Christ is enough for me. Everything I need is in you. Everything I need. Yeah. I have decided. I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. The cross, cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back. No turning back the cross before, the cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning back. 
back. Christ is enough. Christ is enough for me. Christ is enough for me. Everything I need is in. Everything I need. Singing out, church, Christ. Christ is enough for me. Christ is enough for me. Everything I need is in you. Everything I need, I have decided. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The cross before, the cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning back. The cross. No turning back, no turning back. Praise you, Lord. Christ is enough for me. Christ is enough for me. Everything I need is in Everything I need Hallelujah. You believe that this morning, church? Is Christ enough for you this morning? Amazing. 
his word his word my hope Savior. he will he will my shield and portion be as long as life endures my chains are gone yes they are Sing it out, church. Worship you, Lord. Shall soon the earth shall soon dissolve like snow. The sun for them to shine. But God who called me below will speak for church. God, I'm in this place seeking only your face. I need your spirit now. Restore my joy somehow. I thirst only for you. No one else will do. Oh, God of everything, let my heart sing a new song. I'm going to praise I'm gonna praise you till the worship comes. Then I'm gonna worship. 
worship to the glory, to the glory falls, and then I stand, stand in the light of your glory, stand in the light of your glory. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, have your way. Live strong in me today. I pray your kingdom come. Your will on earth be done. Your promises are true. I'm holding on to truth. I'm gonna press through. I'm gonna press through to you, Lord. Hallelujah, I'm going to praise, I'm going to praise you till the worship comes, then I'm going to worship till the glory falls and then I'll stand, stand in the light of your glory, so let your glory come, hallelujah, so let your Glory come, let your glory fall in you. I stand in you. I stand. Let your let your glory come. Let your glory fall in you. I stand in you. I stand. I'm gonna pay. Till the worship comes, then I'm gonna worship. Hallelujah. Till the glory falls, then I stand. Stand in the light of your glory. Stand in the light. Stand in the light of your glory. Stand in the light of your glory. Stand in the light of your glory. So let your glory come. You are standing. You are standing. So let your glory come. Let your glory fall in. Standing, you are standing. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Feel your presence this morning, Lord.
going to encourage us this morning. That these last few months may have, may have been a struggle. I mean, I expect they will have been a struggle for many people. And what lies ahead may not be any easier. And if you are in that place of uncertainty and of fear or even of despair, you might be in a circumstance of despair right now. And I want to encourage us that if you feel like you are just on your knees, you don't feel like God is close, you don't know, you don't know if he really hears you or sees you, and you might not feel his presence, the right place to be is on your knees. And as we just sang in that song, I'm going to praise you till the worship comes. I might not feel it in my own self. I might not really want to worship right now. But I'm going to I'm going to praise you because God is still worthy of praise. It doesn't matter what our circumstances are. God is always worthy of praise. I'm going to praise you till the worship comes. And then I'm going to worship till the glory falls. I just encourage you soak in that place just exist in that place where it's just you and Jesus just you and God the presence of the Holy Spirit just stay there until that's what you have that you feel it and God will meet you in that place you are not forgotten you are not alone and you are not abandoned He's going forward with you no matter what forward looks like. Amen. And Father, I'm so grateful that you never, you never leave us. God, you never forsake us. Though at times we can't see you, we can't hear you, we can't feel you, and we think, we, we think, we believe that you've left us, God, you've never, ever left us, God, and we cling to that in these days and in these moments and in the future, because we can never walk away from you, God, because only you have the words of life. And God, so many of us have tried to do it on our own strength and find our own way. Many are the plans of a man's heart. But God, it's you who need to direct our steps. God, we search in, in so many things that are contrary to what you have for us. God, this morning we commit and come back to you. And we thank you that you will walk with us through the valley. You'll lead us to green pastures. God, you'll restore our soul. You know that the, the plans that you have for us, you know the thoughts you think toward us. They're good. God, I pray that we would get a hold that they're good. Father, I pray that we could even have that faith that we would see 
the good of the Lord in the land of the living. That we know that there is still good left that you are bringing to us. And that we'll see that and we'll walk in it. Even before we get to heaven with you. Give us that hope, that vision, that strength, the courage, and the joy to walk forward. Through every trial, through every circumstance. We're your children. You're our Father, and we love you this morning. And we, we dedicate, and we choose, and we declare to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, for those watching online, uh, begin to gather your kids together. Uh, Jesse's going to bring us a couple of quick announcements, and then Miss Julie is going to bring us the Kids Zone Minute. And so bring the kids around, and we'll be back for the word in, in just about, uh, about seven or eight minutes. God bless you. Hey, Journey Church, Jesse Rogers here with your weekly announcements. Just as a reminder, in a moment, we're going to have our Kid Zone moment with Miss Julie. So if you want to gather the kids around and get ready for that, and um, she'll go through a lesson for you guys. And then I just wanted to give you guys a couple announcements. One is just in a moment after we have our Kid Zone moment, uh, Pastor Rob's going to be talking about our reopening of the church and what that's going to look like for us. We're really excited to get back together with everybody. So stay tuned for that. In addition, I wanted to remind you of our Wednesday prayer, and that is at four o'clock every Wednesday on zoom.us. So it's a video conferencing. It's a great way for us to connect with each other during these times and especially be in prayer for everything that's going on. So go to zoom.us, click on join a meeting, and then you're gonna enter in the ID number. That number is 506-395-3210. Again, that number for uh, the Zoom Wednesday prayer at 4 is 506-395-3216. So we hope you guys can join us Wednesday at 4 o'clock on zoom.us. Um, and then I just wanted to go into our time of tithe and offering. And um, just as a reminder that our tithe is 10% of our first fruits or our income in our case. And... Um, because God provided that harvest and he provides that income for us, the 10% is what we give back to him. It's our way to say thank you. And it's a reminder that all that we have is from God. And then it shows us that we want to be thankful to him. And so it's an act of obedience and it's an act of saying thank you. Um, just as when we're given something and, you know, I know this is kind of a lost art, but we would give thank you cards. It's basically our way of saying thank you, God. So when he gives us that income, we give him a thank you card back of the 10% that he's already given to us. So I encourage you, you can go on to the journeychurchbigbear.com. There's many different ways that you can tithe online. You can uh, drop off your tithe on Sundays into the box if you need to. Um, there's a lot of different ways. So definitely connect with us and um, we'll make sure that you're able to do that and so that we can give back to God what he's already given to us. And again, miss you guys. Can't wait to see you soon. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks. Bye.
Hey everybody, it's Miss Julie with this week's KidZone Moment. I'm wearing my mask, which is a bandana, and I know that we got news recently that we actually don't have to wear masks everywhere anymore, and that's exciting because it means people are staying healthy, and it means that we are not as afraid of the coronavirus. And one of the things I've noticed about having these masks is you can't tell if people are smiling and it, uh, it's hard to hear them talk through the mask at times as well. And it makes me think of a story about Jesus having some kids come visit because what people thought he was feeling and thinking turned out not to be what he was actually feeling and thinking, kind of like when you're hiding behind a mask. So your coloring page for this week shows Jesus with some kids and on the back is the story. Um, that tells about this situation where the adults thought, oh, Jesus isn't going to want to talk to the kids. But actually, he really did because in reality, Jesus was smiling at the children because Jesus loves the children and he wants to be with them. So I hope you can sit with someone that you love and you guys can read this story together and maybe even color the page together and find ways to show love. And I hope you are getting lots of hugs and being helpers because um, because you know as we go through this time we had to stay apart and we had to not be close to especially grandparents or people who might be sick sometimes and now we're able to get closer to them um, as long as we can stay healthy and safe and that's really exciting so I hope you're showing lots of love to the people around you and I hope you have a wonderful wonderful week let's just pray quickly Lord Jesus, we love you and we thank you that we are staying healthy and that you are protecting our town and those we love. And I pray that would continue and that we would be able to stay safe and just um, not have the restrictions and that we would get back to life like we knew it before. We pray that everyone would um, go through this week focusing on ways to be loving and kind to one another, to be an encouragement, and to, and to show how it is they really feel instead of hiding behind a mask and just guessing. Thank you for loving us, Lord. We love you too. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you next week. got a few people here in in service this morning we are getting ready we're getting ready for the rest of the body to be able to come together and this morning my message is really about 
um, about that. Uh, I was trying to, you know, come up with a, a title for my message, and my message really is just a lot of sharing this morning, and, um, but I would call it Navigating the Times, and because, uh, I, and I feel like every week I have to re-navigate my day and my week. My, my, my times have, have been so crazy, and I don't know about yours, these last past eight weeks have brought uh, emotions and feelings and anxiety and things that I didn't even know I had. Um, and uh, concerns for, for people, for friends, for family, for the future, for finances, uh, for everything. This morning, um, I had a meltdown uh, just about an hour ago. Um, and because I, I carry such responsibility, and it's one of the things that uh, my amazing wife, Shannon, tries to help me with, I have a, a, an exaggerated or an overgrown sense of responsibility. Um, she says that I, when I was born, uh, I had a beard and I was carrying a briefcase. Um, I was grown up already at birth, and I have always been that super, super responsible person. And so honestly, I'll just, I'll just share, because you know, why not? As, as uh, we've been meeting with, with leaders and a couple of extra people showed up this morning, I freaked out. I'm not ready for you to be here. Um, I didn't have my sand sanitizers ready. Um, we've got the things in place for when we do open on the 31st that we will be trying to do. And so um, that's been my life. So navigating the times have been strange. Then, uh, we're, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So that's what we want to talk about this morning is how do we navigate these times? And really, is it any different than any other time? Uh, and the answer is actually no. Um, as far as what I'm going to talk about this morning, navigating the times is always the same. Um, we might do different things, but we will approach them the same way. We approach them in Christ. We approach them in faith. We approach them not listening and leaning into the fear of man and the fear of the world and the fear of death and the fear of put whatever it is there that has caused you fear. We don't lean into that fear. We lean into faith. We lean into the Lord. But I tell you, it's hard to do that at times. And right now in this, in this scenario, it's been hard to do that. Because, it, because it's so difficult to do that, we have a, a tendency as, as people to, uh, and I talked about this a while back, is to try to control it and navigate it um, however we can to keep us sane. Uh, we do whatever it is to keep us what we think is sane. Some people go to their, their drugs and alcohol, and they think that's actually helping them keep sane, and really it's not. Th those are things that are, that are gonna leading you towards uh, brokenness even more. Um, some of us lean towards control. I, had, I talked about that a few weeks ago, and, and I really think that some of you listening, some of those seated here this morning, well, yeah, I've been trying to control everything. When something is out of control in your life, you tend to try to control other things. It's a human tendency, but it can be very dangerous. When you try to control somebody, um, th that's, that's not, not good for a relationship. So we, we need to learn how to uh, navigate the times, and, um, and it's been really interesting with this COVID-19, because we don't know what's coming, and we don't know what's happening. Um, With this, we've heard a, a lot of things, and I, I shouldn't say we because some of you haven't, and, and I have to remember that just because I tend to read a lot, look at a lot of articles, and a lot of people send me things. Um, please never be offended. I get sent at least 
at least a half an hour to a 45 minute video to watch every day and and at least two to three articles every day that people send to me to watch and to read along with reading my bible and doing everything else that i do i don't watch a, a lot of them i just can't um i i try to look at the the the, the context and see what's going on um, but I have seen enough of, of what's happening out there. And so for those of you who are like, wow, I hadn't been hearing about this, there's a whole uh, bunch of talk about are we living in the end times? Um, and that's a great question. Are we living in the end times? Is COVID-19 one of the pestilences talked about in the end times? And um, there's a lot of opinion on that. It may be and it may not be. Uh, there's a lot of things that have to happen uh, on the scenario for, for the end to come. And we're beginning to see some of them line up. This could be one of the end times pestilences. I lean towards that it's not, but I lean towards that it's a warm-up for it. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, this morning. And um, I want to read out of Colossians chapter 4 uh, for us this morning. And then I've got some announcements that go along. So I'm just going to talk and share announcements as we as we go along oh, i'm sorry i didn't want i wanted to read out of first peter um i'm in colossians because i want to go there too and uh forgive me <laughs> so if you are uh you know you're tuning in this morning and you want to know what the lord is saying here's what he's saying and he said it uh, in First Peter chapter four verse seven, First Peter chapter four, verse seven, and now I'm back to do I need my glasses or not? I turned fifty this year. What a crazy thing! Robert turned sixty-one this week. Happy birthday, Robert! Hey, um, listen to this. Here's an encouraging message to us this morning. But the end of all things is at hand. Isn't that awesome? That's a, that's a word directly from God to us because it was a word directly from God in this time. Now, interesting that this was 2,000 years ago, and they said it then. The end of all things is at hand. You know, th this, this helps us to realize we don't know the day or the hour. The, uh, Jesus himself said, no man knows the day or the hour. So when somebody's come up to me and says, hey, I know when the return of Christ is going to be, I say, no, you don't because no man knows the day or the hour. But Jesus also said that, that we could read the seasons and that we could look for things to see when it was ripe, when, it was going to ha when things were ready to potentially happen. And we're not going to, this won't be a big prophecy um, uh, lesson, but I'm going to talk about some of the prophecies that will uh, help us discover are we potentially in some last days. The end of all things is at hand, so therefore... Be serious and watchful in your prayers. Another version says be sober-minded. Okay? Sober-minded. Think right. Think well. Well, the Bible talks a lot to us about our minds. And a lot of Christians, a lot of people, but, you know, Christians, we fall to this, that we, we don't really want to use our minds all the time. We just want to lean into what we think the Bible's saying or what we feel the Bible's saying. We lean into emotionalism. But, but, the, the Bible in the Lord actually wants us to use our minds. Uh, he says to be sober-minded. Um, he says to gird your mind, um, to, you know, to guard it up, to protect your mind. And so we actually as Christians need to be thinking people. 
I've, I've been given a lot of things that um, seem very interesting. There's been a lot of truth in some of them. And then there's extra things that are very, uh, um, you know, things that I think are just a, a, l a little bit out there. Um, uh, we, a lot of people were leaning into conspiracy theories right now. Lots of those going on. Uh, just uh, for the few people in here, has anyone heard any of the conspiracy theories going around? A couple of you, so not all of you. Um, so, so some, some of the conspiracy theories going on with COVID is that it was caused by 5G um, and, and the, new, the new technology. Now, could we find out that's true? Sure, we could. We can't prove that it's not, um, there's, there, but it's, it's a conspiracy theory. The problem is, is that one conspiracy says 5G has caused the COVID. Another says that it was a military, a U.S. military contract that actually did it and released it and made it look like China. Another conspiracy theory is that it was China and they were going to do this on purpose. And another conspiracy theory is that it wasn't on purpose, but it did come from China and it was an accident. Now they're trying to cover up that accident. So which conspiracy theory is true? Okay. So a lot is going on and we're hearing these things and the Bible is telling us the end of all things is, is at hand. Be sober-minded. We need to be thinking. Now, now, I, I, I can't say that not one of those is true, but I can say that not all of them are true, right? Obviously, they can't all be true unless the U.S. government invented 5G in cohorts with the Chinese to make the COVID-19 grow in a Petri dish and then get released. There it is, all of them. Now, doesn't that sound ridiculous, right? And so, what am I saying? We need to be thinking, and we need to be, be approaching this sober-mindedly, and not just this, but every part of life. If you are leaning into something that causes you fear, stop leaning into it. I'm going to say it right away. If you are leaning into something that is causing you fear, stop leaning into it. It might even be true. Stop leaning into it. Because God doesn't want you to walk in fear. See, the enemy, he can bring something that is true and cause it to bring fear, which is not of God, and it still puts you in the place that he wants you to be. We are not supposed to walk in fear. Be strong and courageous. That's what he's calling us to be. So, so we have to, to understand that the end of all things is definitely near, and it's a lot more near than it was 2,000 years ago. Now, I, I want to get, get uh, some setup, but let, let me kind of go back a little bit. Um, my notes are kind of all over the place today. We, I've got a really exciting announcement. I th I'm excited about it, but I understand in my excited announcement that some people watching um, aren't excited about it. And um, we've prayed for, um, well, we've been praying the whole time, but specifically towards this announcement, we've been praying for five weeks, six weeks already. Studying, looking, reading, praying, and talking. The leadership has been met and met and met and read and listened and waited for this announcement. And we believe that it's time. We believe that this announcement will cause somebody, uh, some people, uh, anger. And I want to apologize right now. And, and the reason I'm looking directly at you is because it's nobody here who's going to feel this way because they're here. But it's going to cause some of you anger, and I apologize. It's not my intention to make anyone angry. It's going to cause some of you worry and concern. Again, I apologize. But we, we uh, have prayed and, and 
believe that we are supposed to reopen the services, the church services. We're the church, but we're going to open up the building for services together beginning on May 31st. Um, and, and I've got some, some things to go with that. Uh, we're not all going to be in agreement with that, and I understand that. And we're, get, we're doing the best we can. Now, we are not going to have a free-for-all when we open up. We're not going to come and stuff 120 people into our building. And, and we're, we're just not going to do that. I would like to do that. I want to do that. Um, but we're going to be, we're going to use care and caution moving forward, and we're going to keep listening and, and keep seeking the Lord. But we are going to be opening in-person services on the 31st. Um, I think the temperatures are okay to go ahead and keep it at 930. So we're going to do that. Um, there's a couple things. Here it is. I've got notes, so I better look at these. We believe it's God's will that we gather together, if possible. The Bible teaches us, do not forsake the assembling together of the brethren, as some are in the habit of doing. Now, we willingly and gladly did that as a leadership team, as a church, um, for the first four weeks. Willingly, gladly. We wanted to be part of, uh, part of uh, the solution. And I really believe that most people did not know what was coming. And we, we were asked by the government, by the governor and by the president, to, to shelter in place, to do things like wear masks, to help. Listen, this is very important for us here and everyone listening. These are things that we are asking why. We were asked to help slow the spread of coronavirus. We were never asked to stop the spread of coronavirus. You can't stop it. It's not going to stop. But we were asked to slow it. And the main reason we were asked to slow it was so that we would not overwhelm the healthcare system. Some of you are going, huh? Does that sound familiar to you? Yeah, that's, we're talking March 15th, March 13th to the 22nd. The, the eight weeks ago, 15 days shelter in place. Well, we're going to add it 15 more days. We need to flatten the curve. Well, you can't have much of a curve if there's not much happening. Okay? Slow the spread and not overwhelm the healthcare systems. Immediately, we all jumped on board. We dated things at the hospital. We, we did that here locally. We did that as a state. We did that as a nation. Even New York City was barely overrun for a very, very, very short time. And then they brought in, the, the, they opened up the Javits Center uh, where Robert's son had, was, was a, a, a medical personnel there. They opened up the ships, and the ships didn't get used. And they all went home, and they tore down the hospitals. And the healthcare system is now not overrun. The average hospital in California is under 50% capacity. Under 50%. Okay, so we believe that we are, um, that it's okay to open. And we believe that it's God's will for us to gather if possible, and we think it's possible. We believe as a body, as leaders, that it's essential to be able to gather together, even in person, if possible, for prayer, for ministry, and for the laying on of hands. Because the Bible tells us that as elders, that we're supposed to be able to lay hands on people. And so we're going to be doing that. Now, some of you are going, no one's touching me. That's fine. We're going to lay hands and pray for anybody who wants prayer and who wants hands laid on them. And I, I'm not afraid of the coronavirus. Now, I'm aware of it, and I understand that it's real. But in that moment, I will obey Scripture, and I will lay hands. As, as Missy, if you're watching, as, as the night that Missy went into the ER very recently... Um, 
I thought I was going to lose her. I didn't care about gloves. I didn't care about mask. I'm touching her. I'm speaking right into her face. Um, and I was telling her, come back, because we almost lost Missy a couple weeks ago. I, didn't, I, I don't care. I will do what the Lord calls me. We will lay hands on you. And we think it's essential to be able to do that. Um, we will, to the best of our ability, act responsibly and safely. And we will be implementing a lot of precautions in the process. Why? Well, we do believe that this is a real thing. Coronavirus has killed people. And it will continue to kill people. And we want to be understanding of that. There's a lot of opinions about it. And we don't need to even go in there. There's opinions that it's worse than it is. There's opinions that it's not as bad as it is. And there's everything in between. We do believe that this is, this is something that would be very detrimental to a number of people in our church to catch. Um, because of that, we actually, one of the things, and I'll, I'm kind of jumping ahead, we are encouraging anyone who is at high risk, feels they're high risk, um, is immunocompromised to continue to join us online. We're going we're gonna to do this online. We're not going to stop. We're going to keep doing everything. Um, so in-person meetings will be for those who, who feel confident um, to be together. And, uh, and, and you know what? Here's what's great about being an American you get to choose. I'm going to see people that I think are crazy for coming because I think that their systems are immunocompromised. And I would like to say to some of you, please don't come. And I am. You know who you are. Um, but when I see you, I will love you because it will be wonderful to see you. Okay? I'd rather see you at your house with, with eight feet of distance because I don't want you to get sick. Um, First, I've got a few points. What is the first thing going to guide us? Love. Everything that we're going to do is going to be out of love. We will love each other. We will respect others' ideas. We will respect other people's fears because fear is real. Now, we don't want you to keep walking in fear, and if we can help you get rid of some of that fear, we want to. But we will understand and respect that you might have some fears you might have some concerns. You might have some boundaries. In. But, and you all, of course, you, you have, we will respect other people's health. So because of that, um, when we come together, we will have some, some ways we're going to do this. Um, as we come together, because some people are, are uh, in different spots, we won't judge anyone. We're not all in the same boat. We're all in the same ocean, okay? We're not in the same boat. There are people who have a stronger boat. They're able to handle a little bit more physical stuff. There are people who will come here who are not immunocompromised, who are not worried at all about catching coronavirus. They're young, they're healthy, and they have a strong boat. We will not judge them because of that. Th those people don't wear masks. The county says that you do not have to wear a mask. It encourages it. We won't judge those people in public or in private. Yesterday when we did a march uh, to open up Big Bear, which I was part of, and um, because I believe that we can safely open up churches and, and the community, um, we heard people, you know, yelling at us and flipping us off and things like that. They were angry at, at our, our statement that says we think it's okay to open. There was 150 or so of us marching yesterday. Um, interesting, more people this year will die of heart disease 
Yesterday I heard people yelling at us because not everyone had, no one actually had a mask on. We didn't have masks. And we heard people yelling, put on your masks. When I passed McDonald's, though more people die of, of heart disease, there wasn't one person in the drive-thru yelling, don't eat the McNuggets. Not one. And I thought it was interesting that they're yelling at me to put on my mask to protect me, but they're not yelling at the people in the drive-thru to stop eating the french fries and the chicken McNuggets. Okay? Why? Well, we're going to get there because we, we, we've bought into some, some, some fear. Um, you can wear your mask. Please wear your mask if that makes you feel healthy. If it makes you more comfortable to have me wear a mask in your presence, I will do that because I love you. But I won't judge you. You won't judge me. We will not judge each other. We will love one another. Um, and, you know, guys, let's not judge people whose boats have seen more voyages than yours. Don't there will be nobody goes up to somebody and says, hey, wearing a mask is stupid. You don't need to do it. That will not happen. I hate to say it. In my church, that will not happen. The county has encouraged use of masks in the building while visiting and walking around. Um, that's, that's the encouragement. So people will be doing that. Um, we have distanced our chairs. So I think that you can definitely feel free to take off your mask while you're sitting down. We're going to crack windows each week so that there'll be a little bit more airflow. Um, we, we will continue to work on the mask thing. We'll maintain as, as best as possible safe distances from people. Remember, remember everyone, some people have been working together. Though they don't live together, they work together every single day. Um, some people have been seeing each other for different reasons. Um, they've been breaking the rules. And, and seeing other people, um, and they saw them yesterday and on Friday and on Thursday. Um, we won't stop people from visiting close together if they're doing it. If, if We don't know who, who you hang out with outside of here. If you hang out with them outside of here, then if you want to get in their face and have a conversation, we won't stop that. Does that make sense? Okay. See, this is an interesting service. I'll try to get a little quicker. Um, but we will maintain as best as we can safe distance for people, understanding there will be people who, who won't be, and that's okay. We won't stop them or judge them. Um, and l listen, nobody has to take off their mask, and nobody will feel awkward for, ta for wearing a mask or for not, especially out, you know, we're going to be outside a lot too. Um, you, nobody has to get physically close to anyone. Nobody has to get physically close to anyone. There's, you, don't have, you, don't have to, you don't, definitely don't have to touch you don't have to do that. If you see people getting close to each other, you don't have to um, feel like, oh, well, I need to give them a hug too. No, you don't have to do that. Right now, we're trying to navigate this individually. Some people may do that. You do not have to. And we will not break anybody's boundaries. We will assume that everybody has a six-foot boundary on it, and nobody will break any boundaries. I'm prepping us for two weeks because we're going to have this sent out and we're we'll talk about it when you come anyways. We have hand, hand sanitizers. We have the restrooms. Uh, we encourage, you know, come on, wash your hands. You're going to go to the bathroom, wash your hands. Wow, is that a news flash? Come on. Um, the, these things are just common sense. We will have extra stations available so you can do that. Um, I've, I heard, and I'm just not going to, I think it's silly. Uh, I heard that in the bathrooms you can only have one person go in there at a time and that you have to clean it every time. I just heard that yesterday. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a rebel. We're not going to do that. We're going to ask you to sanitize your hands. You know, you know, actually, when I go to the bathroom, I wash my hands first. 
and then I wash them again. That's what I do. The bathroom will be clean, and if you go in there and you keep it clean, uh, we'll all be good. And then we're going to wash our hands, right? You're going to wash your hands? Isn't that stupid? We even have to say that? We're going to get into that. Offering bags won't be passed anymore. We talked about that. Well, here at the church, we're not going to pass offering bags. We're going to do what we did for years and years and years. We're going to put the offering into the back of the wall, and everyone can give as the Lord is telling them to do and be obedient to, the t- to bring the tithe and give their offerings. We're going to keep two empty chairs between people that aren't together. That's, that's what the county is asking. Um, unless it changes, we're going to do that. Um, and so, so if you come, whatever group you're with, when your group ends, there will be two chairs or an aisle in between you. So you, if your group is four, then you sit in an aisle, and then there will be a space, and then there's five chairs. We actually took out chairs in the middle, too, to make bigger aisles. Um, you decide what group you're with. I'm sorry. I'm, maybe I'm being too real. This whole thing of family units, you can only gather with your family unit. I'm sorry. We've all broken the, law, the rules. We've all been gathering together with people at our houses because we love them. Mo- not all, but many of us. Almost everyone has been doing that. And if you're gathering together with this group of people at your house, you can sit with them at church. I am not going to stop you. That's silly. That's, we're going to use wisdom and logic. Does that make sense? Look at some faces here look at you. That's what we're going to do. And you can be angry with me for that, but you know, that's just it. But where your group ends, your group ends. We're going to have two, two sites or two chairs or an open space. And right now in the sanctuary, we are, our maximum occupancy is 128. We have less than uh, 64 chairs in here. And, and we can have up to 64 chairs. I could not get 64 chairs in here feeling adequate distancing. So we're down to about 52 chairs. We're going to be fine. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this as best as we can. We have the tent for overflow. Um, we're gonna have a TV out in the tent, and um, and and good sound, and you can also sit out there. Um, I talked about it. We're gonna pray for people. We're gonna lay hands if you want us to. Um, but we'll pray for you whether you like it or not. We won't touch you. We're gonna pray for you because we've been praying for you for, for for months. No one will come to church if they have any symptoms. Period feel like Gestapo on that one. Are we good, Mickey? Is that right? No, you got, you got symptoms. Don't come. Now, listen. If you've got that allergy tickle, you know it's an allergy tickle, and you're not coughing a lot. And you, we all know it's allergy season. You know, we'll, we'll give a little bit of grace on a little bit of an allergy cough. But if it's coughing, all the, no, don't come. Don't come. Even if it's just allergies, don't come. In fact, I, I wrote this. Um, if you have any symptoms, like always, stay home. You know, my mom taught me to share. She wasn't talking about the flu, the cold, or coronavirus. Don't share it. Stay home. Watch the live stream. We love you. We'll pray for you. We know that you probably don't have coronavirus. Okay? We know that. But you'll stay home because you love others, and you care about their feelings, and you care about their potential fear. If you want prayer, You'll arrange it with us. We'll come to you, or you can come after service or midweek, and we will pray for you, and I will still lay hands on you gladly because I know how I to lay hands on you and wash. We plan on having kids zone as soon as possible. Julie and the leadership will be meeting more about that. It probably won't happen on the 31st, 
but it might. If we do, we will follow the CDC guidelines for meeting together with kids. Um, here's, here, here we go. I hope you're still listening. Some of you have checked out. I, I should have done this first. Listen, most of our kids' zone workers are 60 years old and older. In fact, I think all of them but one are over 60. We, we do have a couple of younger nursery workers. That means we need some new, younger people working with our kids, at least during this time. So if you've been home and you're watching this morning and you're younger, you're qualified. If you love Jesus, we will help you to love on our kids. Of course, we're going to do background checks. We're going to do all that stuff. We, we, need to, we, you, we need to meet with you. We will help you get the material. We'll work with you, um, you know, uh, to get, get equipped to help work with our kids. Uh, let Jesus decide if you're qualified. We can help you with that. No more sitting on the sidelines. Some of you young families, you've got to get involved in the, the teaching of our children in Jesus' name. Um, get in the rotation. Talk to Julie Parley, Dawson Parley. All right, last one. The tent's going to be used as overflow and uh, or for just people who like fresh air. The service will be streamed to a TV under the tent. You'll, have the, you'll be at the same exact time. It'll be, it'll be the same. You will sing together. So we can get about 50 or so in here and about 50 to 60 out there. So we'll all be able to come together on the 31st to worship our Jesus together. The county's beginning to th open things up. That means that some things are going to happen. The numbers of COVID-19 infections are going to rise. Don't be afraid. They're just going to rise because we're getting out there and spreading it a little bit more. They're also rising. In case you guys didn't catch this, they keep saying, wow, we have more cases. Well, at the beginning, the only people tested were people who were really, really sick. Now, everyone wants to know whether or not they have it. And a lot of people have gotten it and didn't have any symptoms. And so the numbers are rising. But it's not causing necessarily any more damage than it did at the beginning. So the cases will likely grow. Um, we may even see some more serious cases. We have to be ready for that. If we have a couple of serious cases in the Big Bear Valley, we will not close down immediately because I expect that to happen. And you better also. And if, you, that, uh, that, if that makes you afraid, then you're not ready to come back, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, everyone has told us that the numbers will go up. If you are at risk, you need to keep yourself safe. Um, I read an article this morning, actually. I was up pretty early. And um, I, just, I just saw it, and I just clicked on it really quick. It's about church. And I realized, I didn't realize this, but it, it added to it. There is a campaign of fear. Now we can kind of get into the message. The campaign of fear. And um, fear is healthy at times. We give our children healthy fears. But at times as parents, we've gone overboard. The Brothers Grimm, they were sickos. I mean... Now, now we, we've, we've read the watered-down versions of all those books, but you read the original versions of the Brothers Grimm and go to another culture. Mexico's got a lot of this, and you hear their folklore and the stories that they tell their children. Their whole thing was to make them deathly afraid so that they would act right. 
and I don't think it was helpful. Healthy fear is good. Exaggerated fear is dangerous for us. I have seen people that have anxiety attacks. Um, their, their mental health has been messed up because of this over-exaggerated fear. Let me give you an example of what they do. Okay. Um, this article I read this morning, uh, uh, there was an article at a church service that Jess opened up here in California. It said that 150 people were exposed to COVID-19 at the church service. And the and I went, whoa, whoa. Right? I, I start getting scared. I'm about to open the church. Come on. I don't want to expose my people to COVID-19. Right? And it worked. I got scared. Are you scared? And then I realized, I went to Costco last week. And I was in the building with 500 other people. And that day, 10,000 people probably shopped at Costco. If there's 500 at a time, all day long, they probably see 10,000 people. I'm just guessing. If one of them had COVID-19 and it can stay on a product for multiple hours, then at least 5,000 people were exposed to COVID last week at Costco. Now, they didn't tell that article. Why not? Because they want you to still go to Costco and buy your stuff. They don't want you to be afraid of that. They want you to be afraid of other things. It didn't say that 150 people caught COVID. It said they were exposed to it. We're all exposed to everything we have right now. So don't go into the fear, but we're going to use wisdom. Wisdom. If you come to church on the 31st, you will be exposed to a cold, to possibly a flu, though the flu season's getting over. You're going to be exposed to cat allergy because somebody has a cat at home and they're going to bring their cat down there with them. And you may be exposed to COVID-19 unknowingly. If that scares you, don't come. But it also has to say, if that scares you, please start using um, Instacart because you're exposed at the store. It's truth. We're going to try to be smart. Because behind this, behind everything, there is an enemy. And here's my conspiracy theory. This was all part of a big plan. It's being manipulated by not the deep state, but by the enemy of our souls. Satan himself loves what's happening in the world. And yet God is doing amazing things through it. And he'll going to continue to do it. Satan wants to divide us. People are angry at each other. If people angry that I, you know, and I usually wear my mask. I, I, when I go to a building, even though it's not required, I look in. If the majority of people are wearing a mask, I wear the mask. I don't, I don't feel I need to. I'm wearing it for them. But I've had people be angry at me the, the few times I didn't or just whatever. And I've heard other people being angry. We're being divided over fear in this issue. The economy is crashing, which God's going to use to be a good thing because I think we're going to come to him in greater numbers. The enemy wants to divide us 
and set us up for the future. Now, I don't know if any of you played chess or other things, but there's different ways to approach chess. One is, is you just you move and then you watch them move and you think, oh, I'm going to move there. And another way is to look six, seven, eight moves ahead of time and know every possible move your opponent could possibly make. And the, and the masters do this. And they play the long game. And they draw you in, and they draw you in, and then they annihilate you. My best friend growing up was, his actual last name was Fisher. Uh, he was no relation to the famous chess player Bobby Fisher, but he was very, very good. He was so good at chess that we would play over the phone. He'd beat me every time. He actually beat me a couple of times with his back turned towards the board. He remembered the places of the pieces on the board, and he won me. Okay. He was a good chess player. I did beat him a few times. You have to admit it, Jeff. Satan is playing a long game with us. And this long game is about the end of times. The end of all things is near. And we are being set up today. COVID is part of this setup. We are being conditioned today to do things that will play in to the end times. And as Christians, we better be ready for it. One of the things that I've been shocked at is how quickly people were willing and ready to turn on their neighbors for breaking the rules. It just happened. I mean, and, and, and in L.A., now it didn't happen widespread, but it did happen. And in L.A., the, the mayor actually tried to get people to turn on their neighbors. Well, in the end times, people will turn on you. And they will report you for being a Christian. And if they, they did it over COVID, they'll definitely do it over that. Um, some things that are happening in the, in, the, in the back things, setting us up for the end times. Um, Revelations chapter 13, Daniel chapter 7, Daniel chapter 2 are prophetic uh, the whole book of Revelation. But these talk about some of the things that have to happen at the end times and will happen at the end of times before the great tribulation, before the rapture occurs. And one of the things, that an antichrist will, will, will come into power and he will take power of basically of everything. It will take some time. Different kingdoms will rise up. There'll be 10 kingdoms, 10 powers that, that rise up together and he will become the head of all of that and will become a world power. And in that, in Revelations chapter 13, that it says that we as people will have to take the mark of the beast in order to buy or sell and will have to become part of this end times kingdom. And you will not be able to buy or sell without the mark of the beast. Right now, we are being prepared to take a vaccine so that we don't get COVID. And a possibility... With this, look it up. I am not making this up. It's scary. There is a way to deliver a vaccine to you in a little Band-Aid-like strip. MIT developed it a few years ago. And now this part, I will say, could not be true. The other part is definitely true. Bill Gates, I believe, was part of the founding of MIT, not a, a, of this research project. And it would make sense because he wants to vaccinate people. Even if you go for the right reasons, he wants to see people healthy. Fine. Whatever. Th this exists. It's like a little band-aid. You put it on you. It's got little barbs in it, little spikes that will deliver the vaccine as well as a, a uh, tattoo. It, you can't see it. 
It's called a quantum micro dot. Feel free to look it up. And you will be able to put that on you, get the vaccine, and have proof that you have the vaccine. Now, that actually sounds okay to me if I'm not a Christian. And I'm not saying not to get the vaccine. It sounds good to me because, hey, man, I can't remember when I got a tetanus shot. That tattoo will say I got a tetanus shot on whatever date they give it to me, and it'll be right on my arm. So when it's time, they can, you can read it with a cell phone. They said a certain app, you can read it with a cell phone because it'll pick it up. And I can go, oh, oh, eight years ago. Good, I got two more years on my tetanus. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be kind of cool. Hey, you know, hey, are you guys up to your vaccinations? Oh, man, when did I get that? You know, I was over in that country, and I can't remember when I got my vaccination, you know, for, you know, whatever vaccination you need to go. Oh, wait, I'll find out. Hey, it makes a lot of sense, okay? They, wanted, they may want to use that process to vaccinate us so that, and I have heard this, so that you can fly to places because without a vaccination, they may not want you to fly. Okay, there it is. Now, is that it? Nope. It's not enough yet. But is it getting us closer to being it? Yep. What's next? I think we're living in times that they're taking freedoms away. They're causing us to, to follow whatever uh, they w want us to think, do whatever they want us to do, bring us into, into line. Um, there's a few of you in here. Who th who's been concerned about touching money since this all began? Has anyone could say, I started getting a little bit afraid my money's a little dirty. Okay, a few of you, maybe you, some of you don't even want to answer. Yeah, my money's dirty. It, or at least, is it safe to touch money? You know what would be much better? Let's use a digital currency. That'd be better. We can track that. And eventually we can go on to our one world currency, which is also part of the end times. Are we there yet? No. Are we getting awful close? Absolutely. You ever heard of the word globalization? Globalization. We've been talking about that since 1951. It's when the term came out. It's when the world will get together and we can seamlessly work together and buy and sell and trade around the world. It sounds good, and it is good, except it's also what's going to be happening in order to get the end times because we will be a one-world thing. Guys, we have never seen a time in our lives that the world worked together to do something like it has today. The whole world, other than I think Sweden, is working together to battle this. We are in this together. We are being, and, and this isn't, I'm not talking the deep state. I'm not talking about, you know, Republicans or Democrats. I'm not talking about Bilderbergers. I'm not talking about any of this. I'm talking about who's behind whatever it is, and that's Satan himself. He is conditioning us to be ready to take a mark, to, to start using a one-world currency system, to start uh, requiring people to have that mark in order to safely travel and potentially buy. Four weeks ago, they were already talking about if you, of, of taking your temperature in order to go into the store. Okay. By the way... We are going to take temperatures on, on kids because kids are like, you know, they're, we're going to probably take temperatures on kids, and, you know, and we should just always do that. Uh, my nursery workers, would you agree with me that we should always take temperatures of little kids when they're coming into nursery? You know, bleh. Anyways, we might do that. We're talking about uh, four weeks ago, we're talking about doing that at the store. Take your temperature so you can go shopping. Oh, wouldn't it be easier? You got the vaccination. Oh, you can shop. 
you have a vaccination. Oh, you haven't been vaccinated. We don't want you in our store because you don't have the mark. Guys, I'm, this isn't considered. What I'm saying is these things are slowly getting into place and happening. On the Today Show, less than a month ago, they advertised, or actually a little bit more than a month ago, they advertised a business in Michigan, a tech business, who gave all their employees by choice a mark on the back of their hand so that they could clock in. I am not making this up. They can clock in. They can buy their candy bar at the, at the vending machine, do everything by a mark. And some of the employees from I love this, man, they got the mark. We are being set up for something that's happening. This isn't it, I don't believe. But I think we're getting closer. So now I need to get, so how are we going to live? I don't want you to be afraid. Just saying these are things we're going to possibly see in our lifetime. So the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. So we're going to pray. We're going to look around. We're going to not buy into all the, the stuff. We're going to be thinking about it. We're going to fact check things. We're going to, we're going to do that. But we're going to be serious, sober-minded, and we're going to be praying. God, give me a good attitude. God, help me to trust you. God, continue to be my provider because my job isn't my provider. You're my provider. The government stimulus isn't my provider. You're my provider. We're going to pray. We're going to seek him. Above all these things, have fervent love for one another. Love will cover a multitude of sins. We're going to love people in this process. Love. We're going to always love. See, this thing, how do, we, how do we navigate this? The same way we should everything. We pray. We love. This is be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Yeah, you know what? We're not going to stop living. We're going to have people over to our homes. We're going to love them. We're going to care for people. We're not going to grumble about it. As each one has received a gift, we're going to minister to it, minister it to one another. So you don't get to leave. You don't get to check out. We're going to keep meeting safely here. We're going to meet in homes. Ten groups of ten are, are allowed places. We're going to keep doing these things. We're going to preach to each other. We're going to love one another. We're going to pray for one another. We're going to be hospitable to one another. And we're going to use our other gifts that God has given us. If you have a gift of mercy, you're going to keep showing it. We're going to live for Jesus. And understanding you're a steward of, the, of God's grace in verse 10. I'm in 1 Peter 4 still. If anyone speaks, we're going to let him speak as the oracles of God. Listen, if you're talking and it's only about bringing fear to people, then, then we gotta, got to bring some other news. God doesn't bring us fear. We're going to speak encouragement. Oracles of God. Hey, you know, whatever happens, my God's not leaving me. You know, he's going to see me through any difficult times. And, and we also pray, believe that there will be a rapture, a time that, that when it gets really close, that, that the believers in Christ will, will go to heaven and be with him. We're going to speak oracles of God. If anyone ministers, he will do it as with the ability that God supplies. And in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So, are you living in a way that's going to glorify Jesus? Are you loving people that's going, that's going to glorify Jesus? Are you spreading fear? That doesn't glorify Jesus. Are you spreading hope, faith, 
Jesus, that glorifies Jesus. We're going to keep being the church and more so as we see the day approaching. More so. We are the body of Christ. We're the body of the living Lord Jesus Christ. We're not going to stay home and cower in fear. We're going to be bold and we're going to love people and we're going to help people to come to that amazing relationship with him. He gives us hope. He gives us peace. I didn't use your little tabs. I didn't know I was going to go here. We're just about done. It's been a long message for you guys online. I, I want to read the, the word to us. And we're going to close, close with this. It's going to be a few verses. If then you were raised with Christ, is that you? You've been home. Raise your hand, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Colossians chapter 3. Thank you, Joe. Colossians chapter 3, 1. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If you then were raised with Christ, that means you've been born again. Seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. We seek those things. We don't seek these things. Set your minds on things above, not on things on the earth. We're going to put our hope in Him. We're going to set our minds on, th- on Him. And that's difficult. We're, gonna, we're not going to fixate on fear. We're not going to fixate on these things down here. You died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you also will appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what happens to me here. I am seated with Christ and I'm going to appear with him in glory. So put to death the members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, uh, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. We're going to walk away from those things. We're going to help put those things to death in Jesus' name. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language. Put them away out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you've put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Skip down to 12. Therefore is the elect of God, holy and beloved, Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you do the same. Above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And finally, let the peace of God rule in your hearts and let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, sing them with grace in your hearts to the Lord. That's what we're going to do. We're going to obey the scriptures. We're going to be Christians. We're going to gather together. We're going to love him, but we're not just here. We're going to do it in our homes. We're going to do it in our cities. We're going to make a name for Jesus. We're going to lift his name up, and um, we're going to be his, his church. And we'll gather together to do it on the 31st together in person, and we'll continue to do that uh, I want all of our church members um, be looking for your emails and mail and texts and things this week. We'll be sending you out um, some, some more information this week by Tuesday. So be checking your things. Some of you don't check your email. 
<laughs> hey, we're going to close in prayer. <laughs> God, we are living in some exciting times. This COVID will pass. Life will be a little different when we come out of it. But your word endures forever, and you never change. God, you've seen us through this, this process so far, and some amazing things have happened. People are, are turning to God. Families are spending more time together. I even think that kids playing outside is, is such a blessing from you. In my neighborhood, there's kids playing with sticks outside. I love it. God, the temptation to worship our money and to worship our leisure and to get back to things that weren't good for us in the first place is strong. God, we don't want to return to the old. We want to walk into the new. We want to see you in the things that we do, and we need you. We need you to walk with us. I pray against fear, crippling fear, for everyone who's hearing my voice, that they would stand and walk in faith and in freedom. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us wisdom, though, and that there is such thing as a healthy amount of, of fear and understanding. God, that keeps us safe. God, help us to find the balance in everything. Walk with us. Lead us forward in you. And more than anything, help us to be the church, be the body of Christ, to lift up the name of Jesus, to proclaim his goodness, to usher in the kingdom of God. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you next week.